Bunta Vista. It's a bonus episode, and we are here at the gun show. Uh, my name's Theo, and I'm extremely overstimulated right now. Ah, uh, it's all sorts of horrifying noises. Um, these people are terrifying to me, um, and I'm not having a good time. But I'm going to mosey on down to the uh, to the shooting range, and there, standing in perfect uh, tactical isosceles stance. Um, firing round after round, uh, she hits the big red button, which makes the the thingy. I don't know what any of this is called. What's the thing? The target. 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 Uh, come down, and um, she's put a perfect uh, grouping of rounds into a printout of um, of Pluto from <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Three. It's Lucy. Ridiculous. Pluto's not in Kingdom Hearts Three. Which one's the fucking dog? Talking about Goofy. Goofy. Are we talking about Goofy? What's it? Hang on. Fuck. What's the difference between Pluto and Goofy? Oh my Pluto goodness. Is, is this dog. a thing you we have to talk. go into? <laughs> yes. What's the difference between Pluto? Oh shit, there's two of them. <sighs> well, I look. was just going to say welcome to the gun show, but we're going to have to have a serious chat about this before <laughs> we continue. <laughs> so oh. so Pluto doesn't talk or does Pluto talk? Pluto does, Pluto not, does talk. not talk. Pluto is a dog. But Goofy is also a dog, but he's a much more sentient dog. I in suppose. the same in the same universe. So there's in the same like, universe. There's so, two... so there's so there's like different levels of dog sentience. In yes. the... Go- so there's a class. There's a caste system. Yeah, Goofy. Goofy <laughs> is like an anthropomorphic dog, but Pluto is is just like a dog style dog. He sleeps in a kennel outside. He is Mickey's pet. Uh, whereas Goofy talks and says things like "gorge." And if you watch like Goofy specific cartoons. Um, he often seems to exist in like a universe where all of the people there are goofy style dogs. Um, so I everybody am not has, like... liking this. <laughs> yeah, it's horrifying. Like uh, obviously, there's the whole world of like um, you know go- goof troop or whatever the fuck, uh, like a goofy movie, all that mm. kind of thing. Um, but then there's just like the the individual cartoons. Like the Disney shorts, um, there's a... One where Goofy's smoking a bunch of cigarettes. Yeah, there's, well, there's uh, a whole one uh, where he's setting up his home entertainment system. And it's a big debacle, but he goes to like a Best Buy type store and everybody there is a big Goofy style dog. And then some men deliver um, his TV and everything and they're all big Goofy style dogs. Um, He's watching the football and guess who the players are? They all look just like Goofy. So what does what what does Goofy think of Pluto? What does he think Pluto is? He probably doesn't think much because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's pretty stupid. <laughs> he's God, damn. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm Anyways, not, I'm welcome not even to the gun show. No, my mind is spinning. Okay, it's we gotta reeling. we've got to move on. Um, and speaking of um, yelling, welcome to the gun show. Uh, in walks Andrew, and he is just smooching his rippling muscles, biceps for days, just kissing on those big wet potato sacks. How are you, Andrew? I don't really... Uh, good, I'm having a great time. Oh, hold on. Oh, there we go. I've taken off my anonymous mask now. <laughs> to reveal I'm, sl- <laughs> I'm slinging my... <laughs> I'm slinging my um my AR15 across my back instead of around the front, which is totally fine for me to open carry, mm-hmm. which is cool and relaxing for everyone because they know that they're safe if anything happens. Just uh, pointing to things that you see using the barrel of your gun, mm-hmm. hey, finger look. on the trigger. 
hey, the Baskin Robbins is open. <laughs> pointing, <laughs> pointing my AR-15. Yeah, it's oh, uh, what a nightmare world. It's no good. It's no good at all. It's no good. I assume we've all seen the footage of the uh, the people demanding that the economy be reopened so that they can uh, have a haircut and play golf. We and sure stuff. have. And they're out there wearing like psycho masks and I full mean, tactical gear. There's, there's two parts to this though, right? Like one is that all of those shots are taken with telephoto lenses and it makes it look like there's way more people than there are, which there aren't, right? Like there's very few people out there. But second of all, on the other hand, these these people are freaks. They are, I, I asked Lucy the other day, what, what's going on? What's happening with these brains you got over there? <laughs> what is going on, Lucy? The American brain needs to be examined with calipers. Um, that's, that's really all I have to say on it. It's just, I'm sure you've all seen the footage. I saw a sign today that was like Jesus and it said, let my people golf. <laughs> <sighs> they are just truly... I. I hate being the person that's like, oh, Americans are so stupid, but just truly like the dumbest people you've ever met in your life. Just no concept of what's going on around them. Truly the Pluto to our goofy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel bad for them though. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, when you have no money in America, you might as well die. So for them, (laughs) the idea of like not being able to go to their job or a small business or whatever is extremely fucked up because they have no social safety net but at the same time they're also um huge morons who should get a brain Mm. um that is all fucked up uh what's not fucked up is that because i'm at home all day um i've got a lot of time to cook one one meal all day long which rules Mm, it's so Um, good i did like a six or an eight hour bolognese the other day fuck does that make it better Oh, it makes it so much better. You want to put that on for as long as possible. Hmm, interesting. A little that fat render down. Oh, absolutely. You, know? you buy the shittiest um, mints you can buy. You want tons of fat because that's where all the flavor goes. And you just cook it all day long. And then it's ready. Um, I don't know if I've told on this story on the podcast before, but um, when my dad went to um, uni, he went to college in Brisbane. Um, and at the start of the semester, he'd buy a whole freezer full of beef mints, <laughs> and he'd start a bolognese because uh, he and he didn't have to pay p- for power, so he kept the stove on, and he kept the stove on twenty four seven with that bolognese gone. Oh no! So unsafe. All semester, just cooking that down. It gets down a little bit. Throw more meat in. Throw more tomatoes <laughs> in. It's the perfect season. You just you just keep it on a on a low light. On, a, on just a little light. And uh, speaking of uh, shitty little lights, Andrew, you've got a story for us. I do. I do. I was just thinking about how that's uh, really the ship of Theseus of Bolognese oh, sauces. absolutely. Isn't it? Where did the original source end? I think that's what a lot of moles are like as well. Still never had one. It's probably delicious. No, me either. Yeah. But uh, I, was, I was watching a guy on... Uh, What's the Netflix one? Chef's Table. Mm. Uh, who had done a lot of Mexican stuff. And he was like, oh yeah, this mole that we've got going has been here for years now. And we just add more stuff to it. And then serve some stuff out of it. But speaking of shitty little lights. Um, we got Anzac Day coming up, folks. Lest we forget trumpet noises, uh, etc. That's why everyone's being so crazy online. 
forgot we're about all the freaking day. out. We're like, how are we going to get out and remember them? Who are we going to be mad at? Who am I going to remember? Well, you'd think that because for the last couple of years, um, everyone that we've been mad at it for Anzac Day is like just someone who posted online. You mm. would think that that would be fine. We could just keep doing that. That's true. And we will. We probably will. Mm. Um, white people be tripping is something that I put to you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, news.com.au, which of course we all know is a news limited uh, digital masthead, maybe we could call it. Sure. It's, it's an amalgamation of all of the terrible news limited tabloids. It's a turd zone. Big. It's no good. Turd zone. It's the, um, it's the mole made out of shit of news. They just pour it all into news.com.au, swirl it around. Keep it on the boil 24 hours a day. If you've run out of toilet paper, have you considered news.com.au? It's a good one. Have you, you considered printing out pages? <laughs> post, it on your, post it on your Facebook page. Um, so, so, yeah, like these guys, they love, they love Anzac Day. But they also, they hate virtue signaling, don't they? Mm-hmm. They really hate it. Um, which is weird because they've written an article here in which they've made a very, very useful resource available to you and me. It says, Anzac Day 2020 will be like no other. With public services, marches, and other commemorative gatherings made impossible by coronavirus, Australians are being encouraged to mark the day from home. A key part of that is the Light Up the Dawn initiative backed by the RSL and News Corp. Now, uh, News Corp newspapers, I'm sure that any uh, English listeners, any British uh, listeners would know this. Uh, They love to, like, act responsible for a thing. They love to say, we're doing a thing by, like, printing printing a little third of a page uh, every day about it and then saying, we're backing this initiative where other people actually go out and do something, but we're involved somehow. So, um, the Light Up the Dawn initiative, backed by the RSL and News Corp, in which people will gather in their driveways, on their balconies, or in their windows at 6am to listen to a streamed dawn service from the Australian War Memorial and hold up a candle or a light. So, what rules about this to me is that... Is it everything? um, it's it's everything. We're not even at the best part yet. But what rules about this to me is that, like, again, we've got the people who are, you know, super against the the young generation of snowflake virtue signalers. Yet, for some reason, you can't just, like, remember, remember fallen soldiers at home by yourself. The point is to be seen doing it. Mm. it but they doesn't hate count. performative stuff. They hate virtue signaling. I hate it, but also make sure that everybody... It's like those fucking videos out of the States of people going down to the ends of their driveways at the start of the day and doing the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, they are posting cringe. This is the goofiest shit. Oh, it's so bad. It's certainly it's is like, goofy. Those, those are extremely bad to me. So, um, so this is very much the same deal. It's sure you could commemorate our fallen soldiers... From uh, many imperial wars. Um, but it doesn't count unless Doris across the street sees you get out there at 6am. Um, and, you know, put your hand over your heart and then 
start up like a 24 kilobit stream of the last post from your phone. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get extremely wasted and make a fool of yourself like on any other regular Anzac Day to yeah. uh, respect the troops. Um, now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, sure, I would hold up a candle, but that's hard and it's dangerous. Uh, frankly, I don't feel qualified. I haven't done the appropriate training. Mm-hmm. I've only got two hands. I have been saying this. You know, scared of fire. Very scared of fire. Mm, all of these things. So, uh, according to news.com.au, to make this easier, we have created a virtual candle <laughs> for you to turn your phone into a shining illumination <laughs> along with other relevant Anzac Day content. <laughs> the traditional ode in the last post. I'm sorry, but the, this entire, for like the last five minutes, I've just imagined uh, a child, like, getting their iPad. It's, it's, it's dawn. They've, they've walked out. Doris is across the road watching. They've walked out onto the driveway. Um, they've opened up the iPad. Um, they've gone to, hold, to open up the, um, the tiny candle app and hold it up above their head, but they've accidentally hit uh, the fart app. And they hold hold the iPad above their head, uh, just sputtering farts. And then they're the person who gets cancelled. Mum's trying to switch it off. That's right. Anzac Day. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Dad tries to drown it out by opening his iPad, but it's blasting the porno that he was watching (laughs) last night before he nutted and then just, like, immediately put it to sleep and passed out. (laughs) Oh, no. Everyone's going to know what kind of big booty pogs uh, dad has been (laughs) nutting off to. It's going to be chaos, basically. Um, Now, (laughs) they've also been very generous, not only by developing this clearly very useful app. Um, I like it because it reminds me of like, um, remember when smartphones were like first a thing? Mm, and they, they were like stupid apps yeah and they were just like there's apps like the lightsaber app where you yeah yeah you wave your phone around and it goes whoa whoa uh this is that to me it's just like hey it's a candle app and it, it turns your phone no into a sense. candle like we're not <laughs> short on candles we're not we <laughs> don't like not have candles or electricity or like like what i don't understand <sighs> It makes no sense. So also, good. who on your street is going to see your fucking, your candle app? You've got to hold it face out to them. They, they've, helpfully, they've included um, a number of illustrations. Oh, okay. Uh, in the article. So, they've included a whole bunch of pictures of like uh, children and adults somberly holding smartphones with the candle app on them. <laughs> They're just holding their candle. Okay. And then looking really seriously like you're remembering something. Oh, you have to. You have to look so somber for like just the morning of Anzac Day before you, you go don't to want the to be pub. smiling when someone takes that photo. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so annoying didn't... that like Black Mirror is passe now. Because... Like, it? It's, we, are just you saying child, that we're like, living in a Black Mirror episode? No, it's just... Just a child like cradling their iPad uh, <laughs> and thinking about like people that died in a war that 
they like is so far away now. It's it's impossible for them to even imagine the amount of time between them uh, and the last good war, quote unquote, that we that we were in. Because we don't we don't remember uh, the, the bad ones in the last like mm. fifty years or so. It's always the you know. God, World War One. What was that even about? You know. <sighs> no one knows. No one knows. That's the thing. I've listened to about. 14 hours of Dan Carlin talk about World War One. <laughs> I still have no fucking idea what happened. Uh, Franz Ferdinand threw a bomb uh, and absolutely murked uh, uh, Franz Kafka. Mm-hmm. And then... That's right. Don't write into us to argue uh, this. Poland mm-hmm. invaded... Um, I feel like... Uh, Somehow you're thinking of World War Slovakia II, but... at that time. So nobody knows. So That's Yugo, the thing. Yugoslavakia. Yugoslavakia. <laughs> Czechoslovakia. So no, good. I know about World War One. Don't write in. Um, but yeah, like it's, it is a, it is black mirror shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's gross. It's weird. Don't, don't but give your, your child freedom. a tiny, a tiny candle on a screen to cradle and hold near their heart. Why That's the weird. You, That's fuck. You... That's down at the no. end of the driveway at 6 a.m. Like, why can't you just... Why can't you just gather your... Like, this is if you even want to do this shit. Hmm. Learn um, to play uh, the trumpet or fuck off. Do do <laughs> what everyone else does and just sit there silently on a on a Zoom meeting at 11 a.m. Um, and they can't yeah. see where your phone is, so you can look down at it. Mm. It's fine. No one can see it. Anybody else ever uh, worked in an office where at 11 a.m. they would, like... Uh, come oh, on over all the, the time over yeah. the fire system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and no one cares. Everybody, everybody, shush, shush for the soldiers. Um, so you know they've made this available, and they say you can use these light up the dawn. <laughs> you can use these to light up the dawn, or for moments of quiet personal reflection across the weekend. So you can use it more than once. Yeah, oh, that's handy. Maybe later on, if you're sitting around at night and you're like still pretty. Pretty broken up about the wars. Mm. Several wars. Or if um, you're looking for something kind of like behind the couch cushions or whatever and you need slightly less light than your iPad <laughs> normally puts out. <laughs> Take this down a notch. Uh, they say it's free and really simple to get and use. Here's how. Go to this Mastheads app or website, desktop or mobile. If you're reading this online... Just click here. I feel like you should be able to tell if I'm reading this from your newspaper or your website. Well, yeah, what's the other option? Because there's only two places you're yeah. making the information available. Are they are they taking like online stories and printing? What does it does it say? Click here in the newspaper. <laughs> Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah, like you 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 click on the text with your finger, but because you're not online, nothing happens. And that's how you know, because you look at it and you say, oh, well, I must be offline. Fuck me. I wonder this industry is dying. Look for the Light Up the Dawn banner, then click on it. Mm -hmm. So good. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm really imagining that they're explaining this for the target audience of like 70-year-old news subscribers. Yeah, my grandma, bless her heart, is going to get this app. So many more steps to this. You will land on the Light Up the Dawn <laughs> landing screen, which has tabs saying, 
virtual candle, the ode, and the last post. Next step. Click on the relevant tab to experience each part of the content. Oh. The virtual candle is exactly that. A calming Hang on, by experience, do they mean look at? Uh, well, no, because that's not... I, I think, you know, you should know. In these days, you don't look at content, you experience it. No, having, I mainly just not, look at content. You might, you might think, you might think that you're reading an article, but you're actually having a user experience. It has a lot to do with how much you enjoy the ads. Uh, and then you can get the, you know, the ode, the last post has a, a sick audio recording of the bugle slash trumpet salute and images of Australian service personnel across the decades from the Boer War. To Afghanistan. All mm. those cool wars we've done. The Boogly. I love the Boogly. Remember the Boer War? Not really. No. I just... Uh, no. no do, we f- do we fight that for South Africans? I, I, sh- I assume so. By uh, the prob- word, probably Boer. pro-South Africa in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Again, People don't are be write mad in. At us for not don't write into the us. Boer no idea. Don't write in about it. We simply don't care. I'm pr- I'm pretty certain ancient history begins at like 1913. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything before that date is as distant as the Romans. That's about That's right. right. Uh, and then lastly, they say, do use it as often as you like. How Thank often you. am I? Is this a tracking app? Why are they encouraging <laughs> me to use this so often? Please use it constantly. Mm. Uh, use it on every day that isn't Anzac Day, but definitely use it on Anzac Day. You just gotta you think know? about the soldiers, the troops, the Don't Anzacs. Mm. Is that like? Are there ads in this? Is that the point of this? Do you, oh, there is must it like? Be, right? um, say lest we forget at the McDonald's counter for thirty cents off a hash brown or something. Oh, that'd be so good. Because that's the kind of shit we're doing right now, right? Like, that's where this is leading. Just, I, I still can't get past the idea with all of this that, like, yeah, that the the only the only worth that any form of remembrance has comes from having someone else see you do it. Like, that unless somebody else sees you do it, and also unless you perform the specific rituals that we've decided on, uh, then it means nothing. Basically, you got to tick the boxes. You got to go down and look at each of the tabs. Yeah, it like it reminds me a lot. Um, people were digging up um, shit. I guess like starting old fights again um, about Bernie in twenty sixteen. How he didn't wear a flag pin at the debates. Oh my God, imagine do you remember caring, this? And, imagine and caring. Imagine caring. Holy shit! Like this is a. This is a joke, and like you said, Andrew, like it's it's entirely performative. The whole thing, it's it's so that other people can see it, so that everyone can like, you know, stand together and perform this perform this differently, right? Like if you want to sit there silently for a minute and think about shit, you know, that I remember that's what we did like as as kids, right? And it's just gone off this cliff. It's just like become this bizarre. No, it's all fake. I feel like we've we've probably yeah. talked about this for the past two, three years, or however long we've been doing this during Anzac Day. But it's just the exact people that are doing this performative shit are exactly the people that are just getting drunk and vomiting in a pub later on. 
They don't yeah, actually or, care. Or the people like, you know, the News Corp papers who are actively going to bat for us to go to fucking war. Oh, yeah, they love it. Live for it. And like, they love Nazis. I <laughs> love the Nazis. Oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. Good this stuff. Sucks, Good Andrew. to see Australia is uh, <laughs> the same as it has been. Carrying out a vital role of... I, I love that we kind of get our training wheels on and we <laughs> get our, our horrible little, uh, tiny little bike uh, and we try and, like, ride alongside America who is just fucking firing... Um, 4th of July fireworks into mm. the air, into into windows, into the storm drains, whatever. <laughs> and we're just like, we can play too on our, you know, dinky little racism mm. machine. And then like posting we're about s- how Americans are so stupid with their patriotism. So and we're trying so hard. Oh, we we're trying it. so hard to do it. And it's just, just hoping they get into another shit. war and we can just get looped in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? We have hey, let's, a let's forgive people for some more war crimes. We have a problematic relationship with uh, America. And speaking of problematic relationships, mm. I read an article on uh, Mill Magazine this week that just made my brain start to slowly cook in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And look, I know it's what they want. They want you to read the article and they want you to go, what the fuck? Um, and every now and then, I'm going to do it. Now, I haven't clicked on this one. I know what the article is, but I did not click on it. because I, I, So, we've I only don't... given them one click. That's good. That's right. There's one click. It's one third per, per podcast. It's because I don't want my brain to cook, but you're going to cook it anyway. Let me cook you? it for you. Come on. I was just, I, w- I was like immediately perplexed by this article because it's one of these, uh, one of these pieces where it's my favorite kind of piece that somebody writes, which is where they have clearly formulated like the the thesis of the thing they want to write and then set about trying to assemble enough thoughts to prove the point as opposed to saying, here, let me lay out these various pieces of evidence or whatever it might be and I will build this case and then present you with, you know, my conclusion. They've just started with the conclusion instead and said, all right, time to reverse engineer this bad boy. (laughs) So, this article is entitled, uh, Why Won't Woke Boys Pay for Sex? Mm. Sounds Uh, so good. So good. (laughs) Uh, By Ceci Blanchard. Um, Bernie bros, male feminists, and good guy liberals all support sex work, but for some reason... They aren't paying girls like me for sex. <laughs> good, good noise there, Lizzie. Good lord. Four months before Violet, a 25-year-old transsexual with dollish cheekbones and a primary color wardrobe, moved to Brooklyn, she toyed with the idea of holding, quote, a farewell tour in her lifelong home of Portland, Oregon. Her approach to putting a bow on her 20-plus years in a city mocked for its liberal leanings was to collide her two disparate worlds her friend circle of jewel-puffing, mulleted Bernie bros with her recent professional foray into sucking cock for cash. Uh, now, all these things are fine. Yeah. We're all fine so far. That's, okay. Yeah. Like, right. Okay. I mean, you're trying to write like it's a Chuck Palahniuk book, but yep. continue. <laughs> but other than that. Chuck Palahniuk. Other than that, it's all fine so far. Just throw one in a really, you know, like, 
controversial no, no, phrase I'm, at the end. I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the pronunciation. Uh, I've always tortured go. the hell out of it. Anyway, Never heard on. it said out loud, so I'm just going to continue. <laughs> no, no, I'm, look, I'm, as far as I know, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so, quote, what if I put it out there that I'm available as a sex worker for people I know for highly discounted rates? Oh, my God, what a nightmare. Violet, now a good friend of mine, recently tells me over FaceTime, recalling the logic behind her, quote, maniac idea. She admits it was both a stab at giving her friends a, quote, last chance to fuck, while also raking in as much money as she could before she hit the Big Apple. Uh, Violet took to Instagram stories to vibe check these guys. Quote, if you're someone who supports sex work at an intellectual level, would you ever hire a sex worker yourself? She wrote. She assumed that her peers, millennial Zoomer cusps with art degrees and hard-ons for progressive politics, would be prime clients. After all, as youngish liberals, they seem to overwhelmingly support sex workers and the decriminalization of their profession. And they were right in line with those of others in their demographic categories. Now, I'm... It's already falling apart for me. Mm -hmm. We've started with... My one friend that I know uh, asked her social circle if they would like to fuck her for money before she moved out of town. She didn't get enough takers, and this is bad. Uh, we've then immediately gone from that to just generally asking, like, people, do you support the, like, uh, generally saying, do you support the decriminalization of sex work and the legalization of sex work? Um, and, like, if, if you do, then you should be fucking sex workers? Like, I feel like, like, like I've definitely are... seen this take on Twitter, so I know it's not made up. So, according to a January survey by Data for Progress, more than half of American men, 58%, and about two-thirds of 20-something of all genders are down with the New Zealand model, which removes criminal penalties for selling and paying for sex. More than three-quarters of very liberal folks also claim to throw their support behind it. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. That's good. We, we're all on board with that. Despite stereotypes of John's being unattractive older men, some research shows that clients of sex workers tend to have their first experience of paid sex when they're young, hot, and in their 20s, despite having more opportunities for sex than their more aged counterparts. In two different studies, three quarters of arrested Johns and slightly less than half of online clients using sex work review websites first paid for a sex worker when they were between the ages of 18 and 29. In other words, the numbers suggest that more of Violet's followers should have been down with paid sex. What? But not that's at all what not that what data happened. suggests. That's not You're what the, completely no. misusing that's data. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, this is this is what I, what I was getting at that completely infuriated me about this was like just grabbing statistics from different studies. Yeah, hey, all of this stuff supports the point that I'm not making. And so... Uh, <laughs> But then why when I... Uh, it, well, to, to start off, we've got, hey, a, a lot of young progressive men support the decriminalization of sex work. Like, okay. Second thing is um, some research shows that clients of sex workers tend to have their first experience of paid sex when they're young. Um, and then two other studies show that three quarters of people who were arrested paying for sex... Mm. Um, first paid for a sex worker when they were between the ages of 18 and 29. 
therefore all my friends should have paid to fuck me? Look, journalism's hard. <laughs> I know that, like, when I've had to write an article that has to be well-researched, it's difficult. And you might be tempted to simply put in statistics that you've read and think that they support your point. But in this case, I don't think that they do. Either do I. Um, in other words, the numbers suggest a more of Violet's followers should have been down with paid sex. That's not what happened. The woke guys in her social circle who responded weren't bringing the same kind of hoorah they had for the idea of standing in solidarity with sex workers. And exactly none of them offered to cough up cash. That left her confused. If these young dudes were politically rooting for sex workers and are in the period of their lives when they're most likely to first see one, why weren't they seizing en masse the opportunity for one of Violet's bargain bin blowjobs or those of their friendly neighborhood sex worker for that matter? Wow. <sighs> this is a bizarre thing to, th to think of doing and then do... And then contact a magazine to have written about. Mm. This is a very strange it's, it's the series roommate. of ideas. It is the writer's roommate. They've talked about it for too long, convinced themselves that an injustice has been done. Mm. And she said, let me pitch this bad boy. But, um, but the problem for me with all of this... Uh, you know, she, she says uh, that... The, the people who messaged her, who like DM'd her, had pragmatic excuses like, I don't have the money. I don't want sex that bad. I can get pussy without paying for it. Mm -hmm. um, none of which surprises sex therapist and sex work researcher Christine Milrod. They're young, they're millennials or Zoomers, and they don't need to pay for sex work because they can just go on an app, she says. When I ask them for my own research, they respond, because I don't have to. Okay. Now, that A seems like, number one, the logical conclusion here um but separate to that and really most importantly is the the overarching central point of all of this is the conflation of the two ideas that supporting sex workers in their their right to do their work their right to bodily autonomy their right to safety um in how they conduct that business their right to the criminalization and legalization of that industry is not a one-to-one -one thing with, therefore, you should not only want to, but be actively out uh, having sex with sex workers and paying them money mm. because that's the only way to demonstrate that you support that. Why do you bring these things that make me so angry, Andrew? Because I got angry and now i got to inflict it on somebody else. I just, I don't know. That I, I hate having to say this, but any kind of leftism that implies that you are obligated to have sex with another person is not really leftist on any level. It's oh, not good. <laughs> you, you support the decriminalization of, of drug possession, yet you won't but shoot this heroin with But you won't possess these drugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Not that that's the same thing at all. I just... Look, not all of our friends are Bunta Vista patrons. We're not going to pressure them. It's We're their choice. Like, oh, oh! you say you support me. And yet, I don't see you in the Discord. Yeah, Interesting. I don't see you in the Discord. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it just, it just goes even further off a cliff. Um, it says, but it's more than that. It's more than simply 
not actually having to pay for sex work. Um, yeah, like the the author goes in to a bit about the I guess the um, the stereotype of uh, of people who pay for sex work being you know old ugly guys who uh, couldn't have sex with anybody anyway or whatever. Um, saying, you know, that's not really true. And as I've said on this show before, I I think that I was like, you know, of, well, number one, when I was very young, when I was a teenager, that was A, decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was legitimately decades ago. And like all 18-year-olds, big fucking idiot with no idea about anything in the world. Um, and I was just always like, why would anyone ever pay for sex? Isn't that crazy? Um, and all sorts of other stupid opinions to go along with it. And it's only as I've gotten older that I've gone, oh, it uh, turns out that there's actually a whole host of reasons that people pay for sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, f- ranging from, you know, disabilities, uh, like inability to socially communicate, um, just being very lonely. Uh, maybe you are in a profession being that horny. requires... Yeah, being, being horny. Being mad horny. Maybe you're in a profession that requires you to travel all the time and it's really hard to form any kind of relationship with someone and you still want to fuck. All these things are completely fine. Um, but we're getting a little more mixed up here. As two trans girls who keep leftist male hotties in their company and turn tricks as a side hustle, Violet and I have both observed that our peers can't get their politics straight. For one, these guys support decriminalizing sex work because they're feminists, but they also seem to not pay for sex because they're feminists. Mm-hmm. To that end, one particular response, and to that end, a single anecdote should put this to bed. <laughs> one particular response to Violet's Instagram story by a decriminalization supporter stuck out to me. It said something to the effect of, my mother taught me to respect women. But isn't respecting women paying them to do their job? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is happening? If you know a woman who runs a carpet cleaning business and there's no carpet in your house, uh, but you are not paying that woman to run the carpet cleaner all over the house, then I don't think you're a feminist. No, if you support carpet cleaners, then what you need to be doing at all times is tearing up all of the carpet in your house <laughs> and taking it to your friend's place uh, and asking them to clean your carpet for money. Uh, at all hours of the night, because you never know when they might be making some sort of grand social point in a magazine mm-hmm. about you not fucking getting your carpet cleaned. My goodness. Get your carpet cleaned. It seems that some of these men's theoretical recognition of women's ability to make decisions for their own body ends up being overridden by skepticism of a sex also, worker's ability to consent. Uh, hang on. Goodness. So isn't isn't this like... If you're if you're friends, right, and you want to fuck your friends, that's fine. That's a okay. But aren't they like trying to establish some sort of like power hierarchy of the way that this should that this should go? Like it's it's very it's very odd to me. Like people people fuck their friends all the time. That's that's a okay. But like to to expect someone to perfectly navigate. Uh, what is already semi-troubled waters of having sex with your friends, which is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mixing a whole bunch of stuff together 
uh, and then introducing both money and politics at the same time to it and expecting them to come out with the exact answer that you came out with, it's just, it, it's like, I, I don't know what they want. I don't know what they want. Sounds this like is... something a woke male leftist would say. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what the other, I guess the other aspect to this for me is like, um, you know, to, like uh, I was just talking about all the reasons that it's perfectly legitimate to go to a sex worker and you don't have to have a reason at all. How about that? Um, but like from, from the side of like reasons that you might not want to see a sex worker, uh, apart from like you were saying, Theo, being asked by your, your friend if you would like to fuck them at a discounted rate my answer, which is probably it's not the bargain answer, they nine think times out of ten it's gonna be no thank you i think at what cost i'm i'm always asking everybody on the podcast in the discord uh and not getting any traction whatsoever it's no good and i'm uh, starting to worry whether they're real leftists or not but um but like this is the thing let's get into me and my wife sex talk hmm <laughs> Again, <laughs> every week. Go on. Um, no, purely some something that we have both observed in the past, just about sex in general, is that um, like both of us have always kind of said, sex, and and this is a completely personal thing. Obviously, it's not going to apply for everybody, but for for me and for plenty of other people, I imagine, sex immediately becomes less uh less attractive less palatable or whatever the more of a transactional situation it is oh for sure yeah yeah and like and you know like lots of lots of people have that whole thing of like terrible terrible relationships where like um one partner is like pestering the other to have sex with them and it turns into a thing of like all right I'll give in and have sex with you so you'll stop bothering me about it. All that kind of thing. Anything where it's like, if I do this, then I'll get something that I want, which is you shutting the fuck up, <laughs> leaving me alone or anything like that. But there's all, all different ways in which sex can become transactional, either explicitly or otherwise. Um, and most of those to me are a massive turnoff. Um, generally speaking... The thing that I find attractive is the idea that me and the person I'm having sex with are doing it because we both want to, uh, and that's about it. Oh, it's Andrew's turn-ons and turn-offs talk. It's the sealed the walks, section. Virtual <laughs> candlelight. Um, but yeah, like you, you get what I mean. Like uh, it's, I, I don't think that it's unreasonable to say, uh, just personally, the whole sex worker dynamic is uncomfortable to me. And I'm not really interested in it. Yes. It's also insane to think that uh, anything that is about someone wanting to have sex with someone else is political. Yeah, you know what I love to do before I have sex is work my way through my own uh, flowchart of my politics. To just like, okay, mm. so, if, mm-hmm. uh, so this is, so it is sex work, so it's good, um, but I will have to pay for it. Oh, but I'm a friend, feminist. And then... And like, I I don't know. It, yep, that's it. Don't like I'm, bad article. 
It's an extremely <laughs> bad article. Like I said, solely because, not solely because, but the primary reason is that the, the central contention of the article is if you support somebody's cause or if you support the decriminalization of something or anything like that, you effectively have to be willing to engage in that activity mm-hmm. in order to prove that you support it You have to have sex with me or you should feel guilty. That's always good. That seems... So, if you so Andrew, you're not willing to pay for sex, specifically me, your friend... Might you call this a bone of contention? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> so, all kinds of funny relationship stuff out there. And, you know, we like to talk about relationships here on the show, specifically... Sure do. In the segment that we call Paging Dr. Lucy... Out of my ears tonight. <laughs> so wet. So wet. So, um, we were talking on the very last episode about a little relationship fight, and it was about beans. Mm. Beans. Beans. Someone took my beans, buried them. Uh, go back and listen to that one if you must. But, it's a good uh, app. you know, we said as we usually do if you got a relationship issue you need us to solve, let us know. We received a letter in the mailbag. Allow me to read it to use. Hey guys, I was wondering if I was in the right in this fight I had with someone. <laughs> this this Great. is exactly how you should be starting oh, any letter to want. this podcast. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Please, you, you need to frame it this. as a, a and like a throwdown because th- yes, to pretend it isn't is madness. Mm-hmm. I I'll, I'll go one further and say. Yes, you can write us a thing to say, I had a fight with someone who was right or was was I in the wrong or whatever. You you can do that and be a pussy or you can do what this guy did and say, I was right when I had this fight with someone, wasn't I? <laughs> which, is, mm-hmm. which is what you want. Okay, I was wondering if I was in the right in this fight I had with someone I was seeing. We're not together anymore. Not because of this fight though, I don't think. Anyways, it started when we were watching a movie. Doesn't say what movie it was. I would like to know. Uh, And I got up to refill my trusty nightstand water cup. And I refilled it like I usually do in the bathroom sink across the hall. Rather than go all the way down to the kitchen tap. She started berating me. And telling me it was gross to drink water from a bathroom sink. Because she said it was dirtier water (sighs) than kitchen sink water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you storing storing points up here, Lucy. I got some feelings already, but continue. Okay. I said, that's stupid. You brush your teeth with bathroom water and wash your hands with it, and it's the same water that comes out of other sinks. Very valid point. Mm-hmm. But then she said, the poop germs and fart particles and whatever else in the bathroom is around in the air and on the surfaces... Creeps on the pipes, and she tried to use some answer from Quora as <laughs> evidence that bathroom water is less safe oh, than she's kitchen already water. Lost the argument she here. immediately loses like uh-huh. a critical hit from opening Quora on your phone. Uh, that's stupid, right? 
Anyways, I told her it was dumb, and if anything, the kitchen sink would probably be dirtier from the spray of the garbage disposal onto the faucet. Anyway, I feel like I should have won that argument. We're both seniors in college and both bio majors. I study ecology and evolutionary biology, big fan of Nature Corner. But she is a molecular biology major and about to start grad school for pharmacy. So I feel like she should know better, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're not dating anymore, but we are still friends. And this is still a point of conflict and has come back up (laughs) multiple times. Oh, amazing. Thanks for the help, y'all. With love from the States, Kyle. Oh my goodness. Let's go, Lucy. All right. Now I let's mean, let's start with let's start with the the central contention here. I don't want to talk about the germs because I'm no molecular biologist. But I well, think. Well, come on. No, no, no. Look, hit me with what's your take? Is, is I just bathroom think, water dirtier I think than the bathroom water. water tastes better than the kitchen water. It's because you're surrounded by all that porcelain. Maybe that's it. I feel like it's colder. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, it's good. Is... I will always drink water from bathroom. This doesn't bother me, but I've definitely had this argument with a partner before, for sure, okay. about that you shouldn't drink water from the bathroom faucet, and I disagree. It's the Does same Does it make water. a difference to you if the toilet is in the bathroom or if it's in a separate mm-hmm. room? Maybe if it's really close. Because I did hear something about, like, when you flush, that there is a certain amount of you know, splashback. It's true. Or, or also important to but note that in America, the bath, the toilet is always in the bathroom. That's nation of. They don't. What, I what tried to explain a separate toilet to Jesse today, and he's like, "What do you mean a separate toilet?" And I was like, "It's <laughs> in a different room." He's like, "It's, it's just teeth. a small room with a toilet in it." And I was yeah, like, "Yeah." He's like, he's like two, two toilets in the bathroom." <laughs> it's just one room with a toilet in it. Oh, what a thought. Oh, yeah, crazy stuff. Anyways, uh, I think this is can fine. I, can, I send, can I send your husband a photo of my toilet room? Do you have a toilet oh, room? I'm going to do that too. I, would, I absolutely okay. have a toilet room. Please do. I've been in a toilet room for a while, but please do. My toilet room is so small. Oh, mine's tiny. I Can you, um, can you like turn around and close the door? I'm sure I use the toilet yeah, in your yeah, house. Yeah, so. I can get the door past my knees, but it's like... No, no, I, I have to, I have to like get in and get in next to the toilet and then and close, then the, close door. the door. That's and where it belongs, it though. It should be its own room. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so I meant, look, I'm just writing a note. We're both going to send pictures of our toilets to Lucy's <laughs> husband <laughs> as soon as this it. is finished. Um, I will say, I think, I think they've both, uh, both damaged their cases here for different reasons. Okay. Um, I think that Kyle has damaged his case with his repeated ad hominems. He has told her, mm. uh, that's stupid. Um, told her it was dumb. So that's true. Leftists always resort to ad hom when they know that they're wrong. It's true. It's true. Mm. And I will say, you're not going to get in... Uh, if you in a, if you are in a traditional hetero relationship like Kyle seemed to be at the time, uh, let me just tell you, you're not going to get anywhere by calling that lady stupid. That is not going to get her no. to agree. No, you got to go in Ben Shapiro style, with facts and destroy logic. Her with and facts and logic. Destroy her with quotes. logic. Which is what she tried to do when she broke out Quora, but that's a despicable that's move. That's, oh, that's absolutely terrible. terrible. And Lucy's one hundred percent right. There is a there is a certain something to toilet, not toilet water. Water. Certain je ne sais quoi to bathroom water. <laughs> toilet water about bathroom water. 
It does taste better. It's the superior drop, I would say. And I would say that Kyle is 100% in the right, despite having a name that would normally resign him to being a 311 fan. Mm. That's right. Got a point. He's also um, right about the garbage disposal in the American sink. Disgusting yeah, stuff. Yeah, we like you can just put your garbage straight in the garbage, guys. I don't know if... Do they know this? Well, I actually love the garbage disposal. It just grinds up all the shit that's in your sink. I don't know why we don't have one. What shit well, do where I have? I don't it? have any, like, don't have any shit in my it's sink. Stray pasta noodles, any, anything stray that falls down the sink, you just grind it up in there. Wait, so, uh, hold on. Here's the thing I don't get with the garbage disposal that we've all seen and loved in sink. many movies. In many horror movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the garbage disposal doesn't work. Someone has to stick their hand in. Oh, Terrible and move. Then, and then some type of monster fiddling around, turning it back on. No good. Um, so with the garbage disposal, am I correct in believing that you just, you wash your dishes, mm-hmm. you don't, Scrape any of the food off them into the bin or anything first. You just. You just I mean, ideally you do, but if you live in an American household, apparently we just throw it all in the garbage disposal. And and then it, and then it grinds everything up and it just gets washed straight down the drain. Yes, but I mean, it's like anything. Ideally, you're using it, whereas anything that falls down the sink, like would do in your households, you can just grind it up so it's not doesn't it's not clogging up the sink down there. I guess. It's pretty spooky. I saw um I saw like a, a viral tweet earlier today uh, about whatever stupid shit. And the first reply to this tweet with like 150,000 likes or whatever was the same person who posted the tweet replying to themselves with like, damn, this is a really good gadget for your sink. Here is my referrals link. <laughs> <laughs> which okay. which was very bleak to me of like, oh, maybe I can make 85 cents in referrals out of this, uh, out of this tweet. But the, the gadget was like a, a plastic, little plastic container type thing uh, that you sit on the corner of your sink, mm-hmm. assuming that your sink is a square shape. Um, and the, the footage was someone just like dumping their bowl of, of food like onto there so like you know dumping a, like half a bowl of ramen into it right and the liquid comes out of the bottom and all the stuff is kept in the thing so it's a colander yeah they're like you just scrape all your stuff into this food colander and then you can wash the dishes easily and throw right. out all the food and i'm like what if you just threw the fucking food out at the start but it's what got if you liquid how are you gonna throw th- how are you gonna throw the food out it's got liquid in it no, not a lot of problem-solving skills happening over there, are there? <laughs> not a lot, no. Too many too many gadgets to solve. Either like, way, point being, nothing wrong with drinking water from your bathroom sink. Absolutely not. Have you ever got up, um, you ever got up like when you're hungover? Like hungover pretty bad. You know you know mm. those ones where you know the night before that the hangover is going to be fucked up? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you wake up during the night and the hangover has already started, but you're still kind of drunk too which is also not good mm-hmm. and you start shambling through the house but you don't have to go all the way down to the kitchen baby mm-hmm. make a pit stop at the bathroom get your That's feet right. on those cold tiles bend over at the waist and just start slugging down that cool That's bathroom what I do water. even if I'm not drunk what am I going to do I'm going to go to the kitchen I'm going to get a cup <laughs> unbelievable how much shit do they think is flying around in the bathroom honestly I mean, it's probably on a scientific level a lot. But if it's flying around there, I'm already in there. 
It's everywhere. It's, it's, it's all it's over your face. In it's in pipes. your eyes. Yeah, it's not going to go in the pipes. This is ridiculous. She hasn't got a land to, leg to stand on. Um, oh. And you also, I mean, the, 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 the most fundamental point here is, does she think that water is coming from somewhere else? Yeah, that that is fundamentally not like I'm sure if you pushed her on it, she that probably she would does say think no. That. No, it comes from all the same same theme. But fundamentally, down, there is some some mm-hmm. like delusion that the pipes are dookie pipes, yeah. and they come from the dookie place. Oh, it's tainted with toilet. Oh. Uh, it's near. It's and it's a different pipe. The out pipe is a different one. That's where all your turds go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, you win. You do yeah. win. Congratulations. Maybe you were right to dump her. <laughs> Maybe she should take you back. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, look, you can, you absolutely have our permission, Kyle, to show her this and just say three of the four hosts of very mildly popular Australian podcast, Wunder Vista, agree they are not dookie pipes. Mm. You're wrong. It's fine to drink out of them. And, and, and just make sure that uh, she doesn't go back into the back catalogue to the bonus episode where... Uh, the, the same three out of the four hosts <laughs> said it was okay to not wash your hands sometimes. Shh. Yeah. Irrelevant. Kyle, stop the... Press the big pause button. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Cut that <coughs> bit out. Oh, my goodness. Hey, we got uh, one other letter while I'm rummaging around in the old sack-o-mail mm. over here. You haven't done a good mailbag for a while. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think like a month or two ago I said, hey, everybody, give us a whole bunch of letters and... Like you just ignored people, them. People read a whole bunch of them in, and then I just did not read any. You left of them, on the them unread. I'm very sorry, everybody. <clears throat> Hello, all. Apologies if you've covered this on a previous episode, but I was wondering if Punta Vista have released an official statement regarding the hip hop group Hilltop Hoods, mm. specifically whether they are good or not. I had their 2003 album, The Calling, which I recall having a track that was rude to George W. Bush. I like the album quite a lot, but have given the amount of time that's passed, I thought I should get a second opinion from Will, sent from my iPhone. Thank mm. you for sending this from your iPhone. So Mark. do we have to explain what the Hilltop Hoods are first? Please I do. think we do for international listeners, for sure. So um, for international listeners, uh, Hilltop Hoods are the default hip-hop band that we have. Uh, we all got together approximately 15 years ago. And said, Hilltop Hoods, good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't Close even know enough. how to describe Australian hip-hop because it's it's not like white hip-hop. It's not like Macklemore or whatever. Oh, no, it's it's, it's its whole own no. genre. It's, it's got a very... Um, there's a very specific kind of genre to it. Lucy's 100% right. It's, it's quite heavily produced at times, but in a way that comes off as quite clunky mm. uh, a lot of the time. Um, usually leads into or doesn't lead into, but crashes into a chorus that has a um, a, a female singer, um, and then back into the verses. I don't know. I, I'm oh, not... I'll, I will describe it as um, Australian hip-hop, generally speaking, very broadly speaking, is uh, it's all stuck in a particular era mm. of hip-hop production, which, is, which I would probably say is like 1990s uh, typed, type sampled breakbeats and, and um, you know, chopped up samples and stuff. We kind of never moved past that point. And um, it is probably worthwhile pointing out that we are referring to the hip-hop that's played on Triple J because this is 
specifically mm-hmm. a question about hilltop woods. So the uh, the secondary part of this, of course, is that because um, I'm going to make some wild statements here, and people, some somebody will not be happy about it, uh, but because hip hop in the states has been overwhelmingly and primarily a a black form of entertainment and has been very culturally rooted in that. Um, It means that the same things cannot be the topics of songs for Australian hip-hop. So it means that a lot of Australian hip-hop is focused on either uh, the four pillars of hip-hop, b-boying, breaking, graffiti, turntablism, the rapping, etc. And of course, partying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you love to party, if you love to drink a lot of um, premix Jim Beam and Cokes, the Hilltop Hoods are the act for you. So good or not? No. No. Oh. That's a strong no from me. I would say objectively not good, but I certainly enjoy some Hilltop Hoods songs. I would be caused great physical pain by being forced to sit and listen to an album. Oh, Hilltop God. Hoods, let alone a song. Oh, I would love it. This is where we differ. This is probably think, a nostalgia thing, though. I feel like objectively, probably yeah. not good. Yeah, in the same way that, like, I think there's a lot of stuff like that where if you had, and maybe this is maybe this is what prompted Will to write this in the first place, is that if you had um, an affection for something when you were younger, it is a lot easier, you know, to um, have fond memories of it, all that sort of thing. Uh, for example, I recently listened to a Real Big Fish album. And it was amazing and you loved and every like, second of it. I was just like, great stuff. Thank you. Um, and then I went about my day. I wasn't like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. What is this? It sounds terrible. Why is there a trumpet? You know? Um, instead, I just enjoyed myself and I moved Listen, on. I'm pro Hilltop Hoods. So I'm going to put it on record. And well, also, I, I think it'll say uh, they actually seem like cool guys, um, unless they've they got actually? some horrible dark history like Sticky Fingers, in which case, in which case, we're right not to like them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, try listening to AB Original. AB Original. Oh, that I love album. AB Original. Fucking whips. Much better than Hilltop Hoods. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Listen to that instead. And that's it. That's it for us. Uh, thank you for joining us. We are, I think, basically going to spend the evening sitting around and perusing photos of uh, Goofy and Pluto side by side. Mm. And I'm going to put on some Hilltop Hoods after this uh, Cosby sweater, for sure. God damn it. Mm. I mean, they got Goofy just... He's standing there right next to Pluto. Pluto's acting like a dog, but Goofy, he's tugging at his collar because he's wearing a shirt and a blazer. Goofy oh, shit. What is he, What is... Uh, what is Goofy? Which one's the one that can stand up? Goofy. 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 What does Goofy think of collars or leashes? He likes it. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he will never take it off. <laughs> oh. Does Goofy wear a leash? He sure does. It's by choice, though. <laughs> Just not out, not out and about, you know? <laughs> My goodness. So uh, don't forget to download your virtual candle app. Um, because uh, otherwise you're going to be forced to get an actual candle. We don't want that. Uh, down with candles, I guess. Uh, this week's crime pass. You can seize any shipments of candles coming into the country. Uh, melt them all down. Turn them into something else. 
more useful than a candle because we have virtual candle now. Mm-hmm. And we no longer need physical candle. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.